It's easy to get mired in the muck, you know, not being able to look around, see the things that we should be grateful for, the little things, maybe the things that really don't creep into your subconscious to actually show appreciation for, but sometimes we need to look a little harder. And we're going to do that today in this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Little things, my friends, little things, sometimes the big things too, yeah, but the little things that sometimes escape our grasp, our mental grasp, and our ability to appreciate and to be grateful. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast, the podcast designed around showing gratitude, me for starters, and hopefully if I can find some ways to find the gratitude for my life, maybe you can do the same for yours. Because we all, I think, need to do that. It's, it's really kind of like a calling, almost like a vocation to be able to look around us and to find the things that we can be grateful for. Sometimes easier said than done. And there are those days, I must admit, that I don't feel like finding the gratitude. I'm in a, I'm in a funk, okay? Or as my friend Mark likes to say, I have my poopy diaper on and I just want to whine and cry. And I have those days. I had a couple of those days this week. Matthew here. That's my name. And uh, you are where you are. And as always, your ability to find the available platform that suits you and to put this particular podcast in amongst the array of podcasts that you listen to, for that I am grateful. I discovered, too, that there are several other folks out there in Cyberworld that also have a kind of gratitude journal podcast, and that's okay. And out here in podcast world, it's kind of like the Wild Wild West. You know, you might find all kinds of similarly named podcasts out there, and that's okay. I really don't care because I just am happy that there are other people talking about gratitude and helpfully showing others how to find it. I'll tell you the one thing that I have missed so far this week is my lawnmower. I know, it's crazy. We've had this really weird spell of weather where we had almost 80 degree temperatures early in the week and everybody was mowing their lawn and I tried to start my lawnmower and it just like, sometimes it would start and then after about two or three seconds, it would kind of peter out. And then the other time I had my hand sort of in the wrong position, I was trying to pull the cord. It wasn't pulling out all the way. And I thought, you know what? I just got to take this lawnmower to somebody. And so I found a guy to take the lawnmower to and I dropped it off. And he was kind of one of those guys who operated a business sort of out of his garage because when I pulled up, there was this long line of lawnmowers already being looked at. And Donna says, well, I guess we know what he does for a living because his lawn and his garage were completely covered in lawnmowers. So he took a sort of a cursory glance at my machine and he was quick to point out that I really didn't do a whole lot of maintenance on my lawnmower. In fact, he said to me, you don't believe in maintenance on lawnmowers, do you? So I really thought that statement to me 
kind of, you know, it kind of yanked my crank. You know what I mean? I kind of felt like, okay, bud, uh, you know, that's why I'm hiring you. But it was pretty bad because he took out the filter. And, you know, to be quite honest, I didn't even know where the damn filter was. And he says, like, this, this could be like the worst filter I've ever seen. I'm going, okay, now you're really, okay, you're two for two. Okay, if you go for a third, I'm putting this lawnmower back into the back of my SUV and I'm driving home. That's kind of the way I felt. But you know what? I needed the lawnmower. And to this day, it's been almost seven days. I still haven't heard about my lawnmower. So he did tell me, you know, we're about like a week out, you know, from being able to look at them. So my lawn is becoming like this enormously thick green carpet and it's high time. So either he gets a hold of me tomorrow because we're well past five o'clock here on a Friday. And if he doesn't get back with me tomorrow, I might have to either borrow somebody's mower or I might have to just hire someone, which is something that I do not want to do. I mentioned at the outset that there are times where I am grateful for things, but I don't really have a particularly long, sordid tale surrounding that particular show of gratitude. It's almost like there's like a mini cavalcade of instances that just make me all of a sudden want to be grateful for a variety of things. And I've kind of felt that this week a little bit. After my poopy diaper earlier in the week, I felt a return to some sense of normalcy. And I decided, you know what? You need to pinpoint several things that really stand out that you can be grateful for and get back on track here because, you know, your lawn looks like crap. And, and you've been on this fasting thing, which I'll explain a little bit more down the road, but you really need to find some legitimate ways to express gratitude. So I thought I would reel off nine things that came into my head. There are no particular order. I don't know how long I'll spend on each one, but I'll just reel off these nine things. And maybe this will spur some inclination for you towards finding some very quick ways to find gratitude. You know how sometimes you need to eat, but you don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. And as Donnie used to say, I'll just whip something up. And oftentimes she would like whip up this amazing thing full of all kinds of weird and sundry elements. And that's what we're doing. We're whipping up some gratitude today. Okay. So number one, when Donna warms up my side of the bed, now this is kind of weird. Yes, we share a bed because some couples don't. And it's commonplace for Donna to kind of leap into bed first. Okay. She likes to, you know, get herself situated. She has a certain place where she lays. Uh, she has a patch that she has to put on, you know, due to her medication and how all has to be settled. And I like to make sure that she's settled beforehand. And then I kind of do my last check of, you know, looking at the doors, making sure the locks are on and that kind of thing. And when it's cold, as it has been really cold. I mean, really unseemingly cold for this time of year. And a lot of times, like Donna will sort of, you know, uh, sort of spin over on my side of the bed and kind of lay on my side of the bed until I get in the bed because it can be very cold. 
And when she does that, it's just so, it just makes me overjoyed because, you know, there's just nothing worse than climbing into that bed and you just kind of go, oh my gosh, it's so cold. And uh, we've had those kinds of nights. And so when she remembers to do that, it's just, it makes me feel very grateful. I scream out sometimes and have screamed out about modern conveniences and how they are really not making our lives all that much better in the aggregate, in the long run. And I adhere to that. I believe that. I believe that life was better before than it is now even with all the contraptions and all the platforms at our disposal. Now, I know that that sounds old fuddy-duddiness, but that's the way I feel. And if you've listened to this podcast for any stretch of time, you know that that's kind of how I feel about things, even though I sort of grudgingly go along with all the modern conveniences because I need it for my job. And yes, I do agree that sometimes they can, can be more convenient than I'm willing to admit. I sort of prefer the old way. However, having said that, one of the things I really like is when I get a text from like one of my nieces or nephews or grandchildren and they sort of stay in touch. And this cannot be overstated. And I've said this to the grandchildren and the nieces and the nephews. People in our position, old fuddy-duddies like me, they like when you stay in touch. They like it, okay? I like it. I like it when I get a text from somebody. And so from that standpoint, the modern convenience is very enjoyable. And so sometimes my nephews in particular, who are just starting their beer journey, they know that Uncle Matt is a huge craft beer fan. So sometimes when they're out and about, they will text me pictures of the beer that they're drinking and they will give like a mini review. And this just does my soul proud as long as I know that they're not drinking and driving. And I just love it when they do that. And I got a text earlier today from my nephew, Alex, who is a damn good drummer. And he was drinking a beer. He's up in Maine. Why he's up in Maine, I really don't know. But he's up in Maine and he texts me this. And I just was so grateful for receiving this text. And I know he probably doesn't listen to this podcast and that's okay. But I was just very grateful for that, that I, I just love the fact that they would stay in touch. And I love the fact that all of the nieces, nephews, and grandchildren, when they have a chance to do it, that they stay in touch. And this makes me very grateful for them. It, ma it makes me very grateful for the communication process. And quite honestly, it makes me grateful for the modern conveniences. I listened to an NPR station in the morning, and one of the things that I hear from the people who work there is how much the general manager appreciates the people that work at that radio station. And she makes no bones about it, especially during pledge drives, how appreciative she is of her staff. And I get the feeling when she's talking, I don't know her, but I get the feeling when she's talking that she's being very, uh, very honest. And I sometimes say to myself, I remember what that was like at one time. 
working for somebody and they actually showed appreciation. Because one of the things I've remarked about in this podcast in the past is that one of the things that is missing in the gig economy, the subcontractor economy, is that you perform a function for a price and you get paid for it and then that transaction is done and you don't hear from those people in many cases until it's time for the next transaction. It can be very cold and calculating. So the things that the GM shares on the air about her staff, I don't feel that a lot from the people that I work for and the people that I work with. But I will say that a longtime client that I work for, a non-commercial station here in town, I sense that. I get that. I feel that from them. And it might be the only person in my roster that I feel that from. And I just want to say that sometimes when I work particularly hard on a project and they say to me, wow, this was really good. And I can tell you put a lot of effort into this and we really appreciate that you did that and took care of that. And that makes me feel good. And for that, I'm very grateful. So if you work for someone and they show you appreciation, you should tell them how grateful you are to hear that appreciation because my sense is that that show of appreciation is something that does not happen very often. I never confronted this before until we were living in Pittsburgh, but I was driving in my car and I came to a stop sign. And I looked to my right and somebody was coming down towards me and was looking to make a left in front of me. And so naturally, they had the right of way and I was waiting for them to complete their left in front of me and then I could go along my merry way. And in this case, I was looking to make a left-hand turn. Well, the person coming down the street saw that I was waiting to make a left-hand turn. And rather than go in front of me, they slowed down and they waved me on to go ahead and make my left in front of them. Now, I had never seen this before. I had never encountered this before. And so I was remarking to someone at the radio station that I was working at, KDKA, that this had occurred. And someone said, oh, we call that the Pittsburgh left. And I said, the Pittsburgh left? He said, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a show of appreciation or like, uh, like I'm going to do a solid for you by letting you go in front of me. And really, it's counter to all of the rules of the road. But I really began to appreciate this quirkiness, and Pittsburgh is full of quirky things, which is part of its charm this Pittsburgh left concept. And it wasn't the only time that I had experienced it. And when I came back to Ohio after being in the St. Louis area, I attempted to do this to somebody else. And they looked at me like I was nuts. And they were like leaning on the horn, like, you have the right of way. What are you doing? That kind of thing, which was my reaction when I first encountered the Pittsburgh left. And so the other day, 
coincidentally, I was coming out of the supermarket and I was looking to do about the same move and someone came down the road. All of a sudden they stopped and they flashed their lights and allowing me to go ahead of them, therefore instigating the Pittsburgh left. And I just want to say how grateful I was that you executed that little show of appreciation and politeness. Right now, as I record this podcast, Donna is laying on the floor upstairs in pain. She has a lot of lower back pain, a lot of lower muscle pain. And sometimes when she stands for long periods of time, especially in the kitchen, it kind of exacerbates this pain. And the thing that she was standing in the kitchen for a long period of time doing was making me cookies. And so for obviously for that, I'm grateful. I've not been able to eat cookies because I've been on this kind of weird sort of experimental slash fasting program. And, you know, due to her condition, she just kind of forgot that I was on this program. All she was concerned about was my happiness, which I'm very grateful for. So she was making cookies. And so I went upstairs and there was this delightful smell of cookies. And she was kind of getting something out of the oven and she was kind of twisting and turning her back. And I knew that she had been standing for a long time. And I said, You're making cookies. She goes, yeah, I thought you would want some gluten-free cookies. And I said, oh man, I wish I could eat them because I've been on this program. She goes, oh, I forgot about this program. I said, no, that's fine. You all work a cookie in from time to time. And anyway, so we went over to the floor because she had to lay down on the floor. So she sort of lays on this hard floor and it helps relieve the pressure in her back. Well, one of the things that we've been trying to do is that she has been a participant in the medical marijuana program. And it's perfectly legal here in Ohio. And we're trying to dial in something that works best for her. And there are times, there are times when that little quarter of a gummy bear uh, really helps this pain. And there's nothing worse than watching your loved one in pain or dealing with an agonizing situation that you're sort of powerless to do anything about. And certain brands of Tylenol and aspirin just haven't really been touching it. And lately, every once in a while, this little quarter of a gummy bear touches that pain and gives her some relief. So for that, I'm grateful. Today is Friday evening, and I know that tomorrow is probably an opportune time for me to go and visit my parents. And I was looking in my Google Drive earlier today, and I had a bunch of saved pictures from when my Uncle Jerry passed away uh, earlier in the year, and my cousin had sent me a bunch of pictures of my mom and her brother in various places, various poses throughout the year, and some of them were just so enjoyable to look at. And I look at these pictures of my mother, and I think to myself, you know, here I am approaching a birthday and knowing that at my age, that I still, that we still as a family have our parents. And it's just, it's amazing to me that this is still a possibility. It's amazing that in August, my parents will be almost 93. And really for 93, they're in relatively okay health. And I'm just amazed that so many of my friends who have parents who are no longer with us and maybe haven't been for quite some time and when I look at these pictures and then I go over there and I stare at my mother's face and I think, 
this is amazing that I'm the age I am and I'm still able to sit in this room and have a conversation with my parents. And it never ceases to amaze me how unbelievably inadequate I am at trying to express the gratitude that I have, that I still have my parents. And I'm reminded by various friends that you are so lucky. And you're right, I nod, and I know that I don't fully comprehend that, but I am very grateful for that. And while I'm at it, I do need to say, too, that I'm grateful for the podcast platform because really, the podcast platform is really in its infancy. And so many people are trying to find ways to make it work, to monetize it, to find out the best way to utilize it. And I think that we're all in this sort of no man's land, really. We don't really know the extent of what the metrics are supposed to mean. And is this good or bad? Or am I saying the right thing? Or is this a topic that is of interest to anybody? And how long will I do this? How often should I do this? It's really a wild, wild west. And, but the fact that I get something in my head or maybe scribble it down on a little sheet of paper. This is my little sheet of paper. And I think to myself, you know what? It's whatever it is, 420 in the afternoon. I'm going to turn on the microphone and I'm just going to podcast about something. The fact that we're able to do that and that people will spend time listening to it as long as it interests them is very gratifying. It's really an amazing concept with all of the technology at our disposal, video, YouTube, just everything, 4K, everything, and now 8K, everything, where it's just become you know so state-of-the-art. The fact that there are people who still prefer to hear the sound of the human voice, however crappy it is in my case, that people still prefer to hear the sound of the human voice speaking into this metal cylinder. And hopefully, when they listen to it, they will derive something from it. Joy, anger, information, whatever the case might be. I'm grateful for this platform. And finally, I know that he doesn't listen to this podcast, but there is a gentleman who has been of a large amount of help to me from a technical perspective, and really a large amount of people who do what I do, which is audio stuff and voice stuff and putting together different audio projects. And this person, his name is Tim. And he is a longtime voice artist and engineer and producer and musician. And he really set himself up a couple of years ago to help people with the technical side of what it is we all do, but to do it in a way that can be easily understood. And he does it without judgment. 
and he does it without fanfare and his prices are great. And you know, when you get the end result, it's just going to be the way that he designed it to be. And he had a seizure a couple of weeks ago that put his life in peril. And this was something that really reverberated throughout the audio community. And it forced a lot of us to sort of be on pins and needles as to whether he was actually going to make it. He was in very severe state. And we got word the other day that he had kind of turned the corner and they had allowed him to come home. And while the recovery was going to be long and involved, it looked like he was going to make it. We were just so grateful for that news and grateful for not only just his knowledge, but grateful for his companionship and the fact that he understands kind of where we're at. And as I said to him during a session earlier in the year when he helped me with some equipment, and I don't know him very well and he doesn't know me and we don't text or hang out or anything like that, but I, I get the sense that you know, to a small degree, our backgrounds have a little bit of similarity to it. I said to him, you know, the thing about what you do is that you have knowledge. You have knowledge to give to other people. And people will not only pay for that knowledge, they will appreciate that knowledge. They will trust that knowledge. And the trust factor is number one. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have after your name. It doesn't matter really how many albums you've produced. It doesn't really matter how many commercials your voice has been on. If a person can't trust that knowledge so that they can make it work for them because that's how you're selling it, then it's all for naught. And your, your name in the community, I told him, is just so trusted. And if Tim does it and urged you to do it, then it's going to work. And you can't buy that. You can't buy it. And the fact that he is going to be okay is something that I'm very grateful for. So I'm going to celebrate these. I mean, I'm counting nine. Um, yeah, I think it is nine things. I'm going to celebrate these with a beverage. And it's a beverage I haven't had for several weeks because of this experiment that I've been doing. Is the experiment working? I don't know. I don't think so. But you know what? I felt like it was a good thing for me to do uh, based on a condition that I've been experiencing that I won't bore you with. And in the end, it's better for me to stay close to this program and occasionally deviate for my own sanity or my own pleasure. And for the latter, I'm going to deviate tomorrow night and I'm going to have my first adult beverage in several weeks, or at least the adult beverage that I enjoy the most. And I'm going to toast all of these small things. And really, they're not small. They're, they're big things. They're sometimes small to the naked eye that they may not get recognized. And I wanted to call attention to these things that sometimes I allow myself not to be grateful for because I really get snowed under with all the other minutiae that goes on throughout the day. And this making a list 
really helped me to find these small things to be grateful for. So I am urging you to maybe make a list yourself and find three, four, five things right off the bat that may not be immediately evident, but could and should be things that you can be grateful for. So in the meantime, I'm hoping that my lawnmower is going to be back in business because I want to make sure my neighbors know that somebody actually lives in this house. And, uh, <laughs> and here's being grateful for you as well. Those metrics that I mentioned earlier that we don't quite understand, uh, the metric of having 8,000 downloads of the Gratitude Journal podcast. I guess that's a pretty good number, but I don't have any way of knowing. I like that number, but who knows? Maybe it should be 80,000. You never know. Maybe someday it will. But those 8,000 people who bothered to download this podcast, I'm grateful for you and I thank you. And I appreciate you downloading and listening to another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. <music>